And today I was reminded about what happened for 16 years ago. Um, it was this day, December 26, 2004, it happened. Um, I was uh, walking uh, in the city and um, I was looking in the window to the store about the travel travel agency and uh, it was very cold that December day and I I look at uh, how much how much it cost to travel abroad I didn't have that money but I was curious and I didn't really have something to do, so I stopped for a while and look at the prices. And um, and I, it was in a time when I didn't have uh, my own home. I was uh, staying at that uh, house where those people that staying up the whole night long and drinking and do drugs was and so i was not so much into to walk home so fast uh, i wanted to almost fall to sleep when i coming home so i didn't need to listen at all this fighting drinking and screaming and um, so I stand in there outside the window and look and when and then suddenly it come a man out from the store and uh, he met a, a woman there outside the store and she said Merry Christmas to you and she saw that he he come out from the travel agency so she asked him, where are you going in the Christmas? Where are you f flying to? She said to him. And he said that I'm going to Thailand. I, I bring, I'm going to be there over Christmas and New Year Eve. New Year. And so he said, and then she said something and then they walk away. And I was thinking that uh, I'd be, uh, I'd envy him for going to Thailand. Uh, I wish I had so much money, I was thinking. But then uh, in the Christmas time, somewhere there, uh, in the December 26th, the people were laying at the beach in Thailand and had very nice, warm, nice weather. And people are eating nice and drinking and these things and everything looked like ordinary day. And, uh, and then it was an earthquake. Uh, it was not an earthquake. Uh, on land, it was earthquake under the water. So the 
there was no really warning that uh, the tsunami should come. So it surprised people. <coughs> it shocked people while they were sitting and drinking and eating, laying on the beach and playing around and these things. And suddenly the tsunami come and kill them all. Kill uh, five. Uh, I read uh, five hundred twenty-three Swedish people was killed in tsunami. And uh, I was thinking that uh, that uh, I should not be envy this man because now this man he maybe is dead, uh, and I envy him, and I I don't I didn't want to go with him to Thailand and be killed, so. That was something God did to me because it was a special that uh, that come a woman just outside the the store and a man come out and met met her meet her they were not together it was she only passed by and God placed it like that and then it's a, it's about this with the tsunami. They they didn't expect tsunami to come. They have not prepared them themselves. These people that was laying on the beach when the tsunami entered in and killed them all. They they were not prepared. They, they were never thinking that something bad is going to happen. They, they thought they could lay there on the beach and have it nice and don't care about to uh, have a God or a relationship with God. They only was their own god and uh, and thought they that's what they should be and forever for them because it seems like people don't understand that there there is a time limit for us if uh, if we are not cut off uh, early in life there is a is a span in the Bible it says 120 years, but there is no one that reached 120 years if they haven't forgotten to to print down when a, a person was born. Then they maybe be 120 years old. <laughs> Fake, <laughs> 120 years old. And... I have my uh, my father's uh, aunt. Uh, the the oldest she was, hundred four years old when she died, and that's uh, that's much. Uh, and her sister was over hundred years old also. 
So they, uh, so I have a hope that I'm going to live a longer life, but not not so long here on earth, maybe. I don't know. We don't know the future. Those people that were slain on the beach in December 26, 2004, and laying there in Thailand on the beach, they didn't knew that the time was there. It was time to go. Even if they were young, it was was young kids there and die everyone. And um, I had met a man uh, after I was divorced. I divorced very quick in 2004. I come back to Sweden in in May four May four. 2004 so I um, and I met very quick a man after my divorce a man from Nigeria and he was uh, in Sweden to to he was in the university and uh, so he was not people thought that I have find a man that that was only uh, walking here in Sweden and want our money, but he was studying at the universe. Uh, people can come to our universe in in this area and and get and could study here in Sweden and stay in Sweden in that time they study, and he. He studied uh, agriculture to be a farmer, but tech- more technical farmer. And um, so they, it w- he was staying here for four years. So that's man. And so we we met uh, in uh, weekends because he lived in another city. And we we met in the weekends when he was off school, and then uh, we be engaged, and uh, then he he said he should go to. He was going to Birmingham in England, to study about. Um, uh, a higher, uh, special, special uh, f- pharmacy, farm, <laughs> farming, arguments, it's hard word to say, argility, so I say farm, farming. <laughs> so uh, he was to Birmingham and he he got a loan of money to could study for maybe two or three weeks was it not so long time but it cost much money and uh, then um, I I was uh, going more and more sick uh, 
and uh, and then the when the tsunami come and we were planned to go to Papua New Guinea he and I that's why we be engaged because he couldn't go with me uh, like a girlfriend he had to marry me to go there so we are first uh, engaged and when the tsunami come uh, I say to him I can't go with you to to Papua New Guinea it's outside Australia and uh, I say that because I am I am too weak in my body I uh, I can't go to a place where it's very much bacteria going on because when the tsunami come it was not only Thailand it hit it hit uh, the whole coastline around there and Papua New Guinea was one of this coastline so the tsunami didn't hit uh, Papa Nuya Gunea, but it coming up dead bodies on the on the beaches in Papa Nuya Gunea, and uh, it was rotten uh, bodies coming up that I come to know. Uh, so I couldn't go with him. He should go to be a teacher in the school to teach them to be farmer so I say I couldn't so we have to give up our engagement because he couldn't he couldn't say no to go to Papua New Guinea because he had studied in England uh, and had a loan of the money and he he said that he have to go for it was one year he should be in Papua New Guinea and uh, or else he have to pay back the money that he have got in loan so he uh, so we have to break up and he w- went there and then uh, one year later he come back and I met him again, but we were never going back together. But he he got a, a nice job at the, our government, sitting and with this to with the farm areas here in Sweden. So. That was uh, a, a high educated man I had, and uh, I saw how they were treating him here in Sweden. That that they say they are not racist, but I saw how how bad they treated him. 
So that is only what they are saying, that they are not racist here in Sweden. I saw something else. And um, so I was in that apartment and uh, and then uh, he was on me he wanted to be together again and i uh, had i got the chance because i was moving uh, to i got a, a new apartment old apartment but new um from the social service and um, I have started to get this cramp hard to walk uh, with my legs was not good and uh, it was this that I got cramp because my pancreas was so bad and the pancreas made me to not could digest food so I didn't get any vitamins and minerals. So that caused my legs to be bad. And I could suddenly only staying, get stopped to walk because it was so terrible pain I got in my legs. So I, I was thinking, how can I come home? with this pain in my legs so when I got this new apartment uh, I said to the social service that I can only live on uh, uh, on the second floor that's the highest up I can walk in the stairs I said to them and then they showed me an apartment and that was on the third floor. And I said, I can't go in those stairs. It's too much for my legs. And there was no elevator in that house. And, and the social service woman, she said to me that if you don't, take this apartment it can take you more than 10 years to get a new apartment that this is the only one you can have she said to me so I have to say yes to that apartment I was forced to do it even if it I didn't I couldn't walk up in the stairs and then yeah, the apartment was had no balcony there was no nothing I could sit outside and uh, it was too high up for me to could go down to outside and uh, so I was like uh, closed in but this was an apartment, uh, it was two rooms, it was a bedroom and a living room and then a normal kitchen to sit in, in the kitchen. 
So that was big enough for me. But the bad thing was that I didn't have somewhere to sit outside. And so I started to order things to come come up to my apartment but it was really new service so there was not much I could buy that they carry up so I still have to go to the store and uh, it was very hard for me to walk in the stairs and uh, and that uh, and when I look at the apartment, uh, the, there was a, a, a worker in the apartment. He was uh, repair things in the apartment. When I look, look at the apartment with the social service woman, and that man, he was screaming to social service woman say are you coming coming again with uh, someone that is homeless that can't stay in in apartments he say screaming and and uh, and it was very bad saying to him about him it was very bad of him saying these things to me that he didn't know and he said you know it took us two years to be rid of that man that lived here and uh, so he was very angry at me and he was like that uh, this man and uh, Every time he saw me, he was screaming at me, and uh, and uh, the and then one day he was gone after maybe maybe five years. He didn't was here anymore. <laughs> and the fun thing was that when I moved to my new apartment here. This man had started working here. So he is the man that can come sometimes and repair. And I know he looked at me because he recognized me. But he had met many people. And uh, it's about five years. It's five years maybe that when he quit in that area where I lived. But it it was very surprising that he is here, but he don't he don't can place me. He don't know where he had met me, so that is good. But he I saw that when he came the first time, he recognized me, but he couldn't place me where he had seen me before, so he is not angry at me now and uh, and uh, I lived uh, I come to that place in 2006 and um, and uh, my landlord 
those people that do the service at the house, they saw that I could hardly walk up in the stairs. And one day, when in 2009, one day I get a mail from the landlord and they say that they have an apartment for me on the first floor um, on the ground so there there was no stairs only small stairs so I uh, I uh, move in and it was only the next door uh, so uh, I got um, help from my daughter and her father. Uh, my daughter's father, if he, if he is together with a, with a woman, he cut off all the the relationship um, talking to to any other people. I don't know why he is like that. It's some mental issues that he did that when we were together. He he was never visiting uh, of his friends. It was very seldom, and I I didn't was allowed to have any friends, so he cut off everything. So it was only he and me and the kids. And uh, he do the same with every woman that he is together with. So, but uh, in that time, I was lucky that in that time he had no woman. So he come and helped me to move. Uh, but... Uh, my daughter was with him and they moved, but they didn't move more than my bed and and some and sofa and some of this uh, heavy furniture. But then I had uh, many boxes with things in, in the boxes that should also go. And uh, but they say we have to go now, so they only help me a little, and then I have to do it on my own. I be very very angry that uh, I didn't get real help from them. I get that the worst things to move, but. There were still very heavy things to move, and I I took I um, I got this. Uh, I was thinking this was some people here also that helped me to carry out 
And that's just very strange. It must have been when I moved to from the the bed house where they were screaming and doing things uh, the whole 24 hours. I got um, the social service uh, helped me to get a moving a moving um, business and uh, it was to, uh, to it was a father and his son that helped me to move and then um, into that place where we don't we didn't have any elevator on the third floor they helped me in with my belongings and um uh, the 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 son was he had very pain in his back and uh, and I said to him to to his son that uh, was very much in pain after a little while and I said to him that. Uh, I'm a healer, so I can look at it and help you. I say to to that boy, he maybe was 25 years old, and um, I I took uh, took him on the his back because that's where where he say it he had pain and. Uh, when I touch him, it was like I'm going from side to side and I couldn't stand still when I touch him. And I say that you must have been in some car accident or something that have uh, taken your body uh, rolling around and uh, crash into something I say to him because I feel how I, I go moving uh, around and in circles and uh, turn around and uh, it's it's very shaking and he said that to me that that's true I have been in a car accident and and I broke my back and uh, been in a hospital, but uh, it is weak in my back, and I get I have pain very often in it. He said to me, so I did the healing on him, and then uh, they have the door open, the door that run out uh, to the street, and then they had my door open also. Because they were carrying things, and I heard when, when they, those two men come down at the street, that they were discuss something, and uh, the son say, "I, t- I say, tell you, I tell you, she healed me. I'm fine in my span. I'm fi- I'm fine in my back. She have healed me." And uh, he was, uh, the father didn't believe him. 
So he was very angry, his son, that that he had been healed. And that was very fun for me. But still the father, he was a bad man, very bad man. And um, they steal. The son didn't do it, but the father steal from me. And uh, I had a very beautiful statue that I had bought for much money when I was wealthy. When I lived with my daughter's father, I, I had much money. We were, we were wealthy. And so, but he took it. And I, never, I asked him to bring it back, but he never did it. Too. So that was a very bad man. But his son tried to convince him that he was healed. But the father was so bad. He was the devil. So, so he didn't want to believe. But it was fun to hear that the son said, She healed me, she healed me. <laughs> And um, I look at uh, how much time it is. Um, do you want to want uh, to know something from heaven? It's um, as soon as I, I stop to find out what to talk about more. But I will uh, tell you a little more that. Uh, the second time we I moved, I have to move on my own, and I was so angry that my daughter and her father didn't help me full, full out. So I have to do it by myself, and I have to walk in the stairs uh, four days back and forward with uh, things to move and I go sick of it. I get inflammation very much in my legs and uh, but I had strong uh, medication to take for to could handle it. Uh, but then suddenly I couldn't walk one step anymore. So I have to to rent a business that come and took the the last things and then they clean up the apartment for me and um, and when uh, we move they move uh, I have cats I was breeding cats and um, I had um, I took the kittens, the cats, down to my new apartment in the cage. And I had the cage just inside the door. And uh, and then next day there was someone on the door and this man said to me that uh, you forgot something in the apartment. You must have um, 
you must have this it's new so you should have it and I was thinking maybe it's some boxes for the cats to to um, pee in um, that maybe I have forgotten because it was not so important to get it because I had many of them but then he showed me a cat cage cage to to bring the cats in and it was new it was uh, was white and blue and uh, I'd be so surprised I say where did you got it from I say to him I don't I don't own that kind of cage, I say to him. But uh, he was confused. But he said that it was standing just inside your your door. So it was yours. And um, I had help from the city to clean up my home in that time. So I asked that woman that clean up my home if she have seen this cage and she be surprised I said she say I have never seen that cage where did you get it from and I told her that a man come carrying carrying with that cage from my old apartment and we never could find out how I could get it where did it come from but it must have been supernatural because uh, the door was closed in my apartment no one could come in there it was only those people that move move my belongings that could come in and um, uh, those men that uh, did the last things that I couldn't do any more things I have to pay them for to clean up everything perfectly and um, so that was very very strange where did it come from but then I was thinking a little that maybe that that cage come with something inside the cage that we didn't see it maybe was something given to me that was living in the spirit way because uh, I have talking about this with the cats but I say that I should talk about it uh, later on that it was that um, uh, it was a woman uh, I was um, it was in a newspaper they come and interview me and uh, because I was a healer and uh, 
people read about me and they wanted me to heal them. So there was some people that come, come to me and was healed. And uh, one day it was a woman that come and she wanted to spy on me. So she was uh, psychic by herself. And um, she said to me that I was just on to heal her. So I was in into the spirit <clears throat> world. And so I couldn't talk to her. But she said to me that when I hold her hands, she said that she could see a man standing in the corner in my kitchen. And uh, and then later on, when she had walked away, I was thinking that can be my son's father that is here because of of what's happened with the cats. And one day when I was cleaning my my hands and I have uh, been cleaning my floor and um, and the, uh, had uh, water in this in <clears throat> in the bucket. I have water in the bucket and the kittens I had in that time, they were just three, three or four weeks old. So they couldn't jump or doing much things than only to walk around on the floor. And um, I, uh, I clean my hands and uh, in the toilet and I have the in the bathroom and I I had the door open to the bathroom and uh, when I turn around and should walk out and take the bucket and and uh, continue to to clean the floor I saw one of the kitten it was always one of the kittens that was red. And they, he, he was flying in, in the air like someone had taken him at the neck. Like the, the cat mother is carrying the kitten. It was like that. And, and then drop the kitten inside the bucket with with a soap and warm water in it and but um, the kitten was was big enough to in his scary way he was big he was very scared because he was on his way to drown and he could jump over the bucket and out on the floor again. And I'd be very scared that there was someone that I couldn't see that hold, hold the, the kitten in the air and drop the kitten 
inside the bucket. And um, and another day, it was bad because I was watching a horror movie, a scary movie, and um, I had the kittens. They were so young, so they were still in in the box with their mother, and um, and I. Uh, uh, and it was 12 o'clock in the night when I suddenly heard a voice. It's uh, not a voice, a screaming, very loudly screaming of cats be frightened. And I, I ran out in the kitchen and look what was going on. And it was very, very strange because... Uh, the boxes, uh, it was, I had the kittens in the boxes that um, they deliver bananas from Africa in those boxes. And there was a hole in them, but there was very small hole. So the kittens couldn't go in inside the hole. But when I come out, there was this red kitten and it it was stuck into a hole and and I uh, I tried to pull the cat out but uh, his head was too big for him for me to could pull him out from the hole and uh, I didn't know what to do I uh, I couldn't cut it up either because I could hurt the kitten so I ha- have to force it so I I took my fist and the hardest I could and push the kitten's head in back in the hole but it didn't where they come from it come not from done it by itself because the head was too big for the hole so someone had done this uh, with a kitten in a in a in a supernatural uh, uh, spirit things so it was glue into that box and no no other cat in many years that I have had kitten have ever had that his head in that kind of hole. It was too small for for three or four weeks of kitten to come into. Not even newborn kitten should could come in in those hole. So that was very strange. And, uh, <clears throat> and another time, uh, also I have the kittens in the kitchen. And I, I sit in, in the living room and watch television when I heard it was uh, a, a loudly sound of crash in the kitchen and I had uh, 
a big uh, bookshelf. Uh, this kind that standing on the floor and up to the ceiling, very big, heavy uh, bookshelf. And um, and the kittens, they were, um, those kittens was maybe five, six years, uh, five, six weeks old. So they were jumping a little, running a little. And uh, and they uh, sometimes they go and hide behind the bookshelf, and um, so that was no strange. But this time it was like uh, one of the kittens was like uh, it sounded like he was pulling away from from the bookshelf into the wall that the bookshelf was behind. It was standing there with, yeah, at the wall. And so I, and it's going, the sound of the kitten screaming, it go weaker and weaker, weaker. And I was thinking, uh, I have to uh, take away everything that was on the bookshelf because I couldn't uh, take it out if not it was empty. So I I was very quick to take away everything that I had in, in the bookshelf shelf and, um, and the cats screaming go... Um, it uh, be lower and lower and lower and it was like uh, the kitten was inside a pipe pipe like it was going into a tunnel more more and more away from from the kitchen it was very strange sound but i was thinking that it couldn't be that it must be that the kitten is on its way to to die so i i could um, take out the, the bookshelf uh, after I empty everything and all the kittens run out and then uh, was it this little red one cat that was it was only one cat that was red and uh, and that uh, I couldn't find, so I go inside the bookshelf, took away the back of the bookshelf, and then suddenly that cat come running, and I don't know where it come from. It only come very fast running, faster than those other kittens could run and run under my sofa in the kitchen and I look uh, I was very sure that the, this kitten had blood and it was a wound on it and it it was uh, it was sick and ill and uh, I took took the cat in my hand and it was nothing it was like 
like nothing had happened. And and then um, the then I was selling those kittens, and uh, and I I had uh, had some vision dreams in that apartment that uh, it was first it was a red cat coming in the ceiling and uh, it was before the kittens come and it was like that cat come because my female cat was screaming because they were in the heat I wanted a man and the cat come in the ceiling walking like it's coming from had a little path it was walking on but I didn't have anything in the ceiling but it's come like walking and it was a red cat and uh, and then I, I got the one red cat kitten and uh, five gray cats kittens and um, and uh, and then I an, another night I come a woman uh, in a vision it come really a woman it was not a dream I was awake and I saw her coming in the room and she was walking around and it was like she looked was looking for that cat that was in the ceiling. She looked in the floor and she had red hair and she had um, a jacket that was uh, green and little yellow and then orange. Those those colors in her clothes. And... uh, and she was looking and then she disappeared and then suddenly one morning I had um, people that uh, a man that was coming to my apartment to make uh, set up uh, wallpaper new wallpaper and painting my my walls and uh, and then suddenly uh, it was like it was daylight in the room. It was very almost white blue color in the room, very bright white. And um, there come a man into the room, and he had. A red, red orange hat. No, he had a white hat like those Muslim have. These little hats, um, and uh, on him, and he had red hair, and then he had an um, orange red jacket, like bolero jacket, a short jacket. And the white uh, pants, long pla- pants on him, 
and he look at me and smile at me. Uh, like, what should I explain the smile? Be like, uh, like he was playing, playing with me. He smiling like, like he wanted to confuse me, playing. Uh, and then he turned around and he was gone. When he turned around, he was gone. But I was thinking, because I didn't want to believe that was a ghost. So I was thinking that, that he was a normal man coming in. And I was thinking, it's Sunday morning. No one working on Sunday morning. And how could he come in into the apartment? Because they can't come in in the apartment, those people that working. I have to open the door to let them in. And, and I was thinking that they, uh, there is no one that is working in my apartment on Sunday morning. So the, then I understood it was a ghost. It was the spirit coming in. And today is it nothing anymore because it's coming the whole time now spirits but in that time I didn't had it and then and then I, I put this together that they were red hair and the woman and the man and um, earlier when I lived with my daughter's father one uh, one evening when I sit and watch television and uh, my daughter's father, he was working night, so he was not home, and my daughter was young, and she was sleeping. And suddenly there come, like, um, it's, it's not, it was not an angel, because it had no wings. It was, it looked more like a sephir, those small babies, and uh, it was like a baby body but but it had red hair big curly red hair like like the hair they had in in the 30s 40s and and um, and this little baby she was smiling at me like this man that was in my bedroom Exactly the same smile that you, if we play with the kids, they say, they smile like that when they smiling and say, you can't catch me, you can't catch me, that smile. And um, so I uh, put together those, those, it's a family that have red hair and they have these orange clothes and some green and uh, a little gold color and, so, and then one another night in my apartment I wake up in the night and uh, oh, uh, at my feet uh, on the floor uh, uh, at my feet there come like a, like a bird 
it looked like it was was like a fire but it was a bird and it was uh, it had that kind of wings that the the golden covenant uh, of god those angels that sit on the ark that uh, golden uh, ark box there uh, he it had that kind of wings uh, going forward over the head and this uh, this uh, like bird it had its head inside the, the chest and uh, it was like between a bird and a human and it had those color orange golden color and some little green in it uh, and it was only for some seconds but i i could see everything what was going on there it's like uh, the bird phoenix but i was also thinking about those in the Middle East, a god that is uh, had these wings, that maybe it was this one that come forward, because in that time when the bird was coming, I had uh, I had visit of um, uh, a woman that looked like a Greek godness a greek goddess and so i was thinking they belong to each other in and about that time frame like they have this i don't know where it is in the if it's in iran they have this it's a but it looked like a man that is like a bird and they have their wings on each side spread out so I was going and and look at it and do, did very much research on Middle East gods and uh, it can be a, a message from from God about them and uh, there is as, as my DNA showed me that I have have DNA in in the Iranian Arabic also. I have all over the world. I have much in Middle East, and so uh, um, it. Uh, uh, then I should sell these kittens, and um, it was very 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 strange. It. Uh, the kitten have not seen other people than me so they were a little scared for people and uh, worse scared was the red cat very scared and it was very very strange it come a family that wanted to see look at the kittens and the boy had red hair 
The parents had red hairs. It was a mother, a father and a son. And the son was about between 10 and 12 years old. And the son go directly under the sofa in the kitchen and catch the red kitten. It was no other kitten than the red one he wanted to take. And the kitten be so scared of him because he come come jumping on him and took him. And he was clawing the man in the family when he should take the kitten from the boy because the boy was scratched also a little and bite the kitten and uh, the father took that kitten and he scratched so much the blood was running and flowing on his hands very much and I was thinking they are not going to buy that kitten I was thinking because that kitten is total wild and the father only wash his hands under my my water in in the kitchen and clean up and then they took the cat i i I believe that the kitten uh, knew who they were. I think there were spirit spirit people that come, and uh, those have tried to take the the kitten from the back shelf behind the back shelf and now they were taking coming like normal people uh, because it was very strange i should never never ever uh, buy it was much money the, they buy this kitten when it's bite and scratch them i had not those other kitten was frightened but they were not to bite and scratch people but this red kitten did so it seems like the kitten knew these people and didn't want to go with them so it was very strange in that apartment there is many things to tell about this apartment it's um, in the night I could wake up and and a man was standing and look at me in my bed but then I I find out that it was the man that lived in the apartment before his uh, wife come one day and talk to me and say that he died and uh, and then uh, one day when I walking uh, at the graveyard and cemetery, I was I was feeling that something is looking at me. So I turn around. I was on my way to walk just forward. I didn't have so much time because I should go to the hospital that was on the side of the cemetery 
but I have to, uh, to go around and turn around and go back a little to a grave where I felt I should go and look at. And that uh, these people, I know that that woman that come, that was the wife of this dead man, uh, she was not Swedish. She have hard to speak Swedish. So the, the, the grave that I look at, it had a picture of the one that have died. That what they do in, if they are Catholics like that. And I look close to the picture and I saw that's the man that is standing and looking at me in the night. So I knew it was this man that was coming and look at me believing I was his wife laying in the bed. And um, but he he come only two or three times and then he never come back again. But that um, that spirit that was on the cats, on the kittens, and my my male cat didn't want to go in in the living room for three four days when I took him home. Uh, it, that spirit was already there, and um, one day. I saw a vision of a, one of the kitten was dropped out from the window to the ground. And I live on the third floor so that it could maybe have been killed. So I'd be very scared about it. So I close all the windows very hard to not not could uh, any kitten could come out from the window and it was too small kittens to could do it but i was scared that that uh, one kitten should be dropped and i think it was my uh, my son's evil father that was was there because uh, he had killed a cat in front of my eyes. He did it once. It come a white cat uh, uh, to us and was very kindly and loving. But my son's uh, father, he took a real kick the cat. So it was flying in in the air and dropped down and uh, my son's father was a good soccer player so he was really took the cat very hard so the cat was laying and screaming of pain so we have to take a car and drive over it to kill it because it was so full of pain so it could not survive if we wanted to short his life in mercy. Um, so he he hate cats. He was evil to cats. 
So I thought it was he that was on those small kittens. And something was it with this family that come also. It was it was more in that apartment, and I I will tell you more about it uh, in other episodes. What's going on of spirit things? Yeah, it was very much uh, evil spirits. Then it turn turn around and be be nice spirits God come and uh, Jesus come forward and start to clean up my home from evil spirits and I will tell you in next episode about more of this two apartment were in that same house they were what happened there it was a really evil house and I was staying in that house until I got this new apartment in March. And it was so evil that house so I really was forced to take this apartment to come come out from that evil house. It was doomed that house. So I come to this place and here is from heaven they coming. It's uh, have only been my son's father have coming once but I rebuke him. So he didn't stay for a long time but he tried to come in here. But he's gone. I rebuke them with the blood of Jesus and tell them that I belong to God that God is my father and I rebuke them with with the blood of Jesus and that my my veins uh, in my veins is Jesus blood it's nothing evil in that blood it's Jesus blood it's Jesus' blood that protects us. It's not the cross. The cross is a, is a killing weapon. That's evil thing, the cross. But the blood of Jesus is the one that clean us, that help us. That uh, you have to remember to tell if you get some evil spirits around you and inside you that you tell that evil spirit that Jesus Jesus blood is running through my veins and clean up everything that can be of evil Jesus blood is in my in my veins because I am he is my brother I am his sister. We are brother and sisters. So the same blood is running through our veins. The same blood that Jesus had, the same blood is running through my veins. Amen. Thank you for listening.
this episode was going long. I thought it should be short, very short, the shortest episode. Then they'd be the opposite. So thank you for listening and welcome back to listen more about what was going on in, in that house of evil. Thank you.